When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's not often I say that I envy someone and wish I had their job. Matty Lynch, who used to live on the Central Coast, great athlete in his own right. He's a commentator for Athletics Australia, worked at the World Championships in Oregon last year, and now he's at Brisbane Airport. I believe he's about to jump on a plane for the Sydney Track Classic tonight. Matt, good morning, mate. Welcome back to our show. Morning, fellas. How are you going? That is correct. I am in uh, I'm in the lounge at the moment, just waiting for my flight to get down to Sydney Track Classic for some fantastic athletics. Flying first class, I dare say. Oh, I wish, mate. I wish. <laughs> hey, one eight. We uh, we did a story <laughs> here yesterday on a young lady, Katie Gunn, who's 20 years of age, and set a massive PB last week in the long jump. Give us your thoughts. What are the events you're looking forward to? Of course, Nicola Oleschlag is in action too. The Olympic medalist from the Central Coast. Yeah, Nick was back to the to the same same high jump pit where she jumped that two metres for the first time. Um, it, it's good to see her back out and about. You know, she probably didn't have the year that she wanted, even though you know she was fifth at the World Championships, trying to trying to get up into those World Champs medals. She's got another chance this year. She's already got qualifiers. But um, Fred Curley again, the uh, world champion over the hundred metres. He was massive at the Murray Plant meet in the two hundred. He's running the four hundred, which is an event that he's got. Uh, a world championship medal in but I'm also looking forward to the 100 metres we've got Na Anang who six fastest all time now and she keeps running into a headwind and she's against Zoe Hobbs the New Zealander who ran an Oceania record only last weekend but also ran a wind assisted 1089 which would actually probably qualify her for the men's race uh, at the Australian National Championship so it's a very good deal yeah, obviously Jessica Hull also running around in the longer events also, Matt, so that'll be that'll be good to watch. Yeah, she's actually closing the program. I think the Women's 3000 Metres National Championships is tucked right at the end of the program, so she's going to close the show. I've heard she's uh, after a national record, which she already owns, but she doesn't have the Oceania record. I think Kimberly Smith from New Zealand is just about just under a second faster, so I think that's what she's going to be gunning for. I'm looking forward to that one too. Hey, Matty, I mentioned about Katie Gunn and just an outstanding young lady. Uh, she spoke to me yesterday about she's loving her new job. So she's a disability support worker and she's got a younger brother who's got, or older brother, I should say, who's got cerebral palsy. So, you know, on and off the track, she's doing some incredible things. Her 641 was an 18 centimetre PB. That puts her top four in Australia, but... There's a dominant number one, the Australian record holder, who's also been a two-time Olympic finalist. Tell us more about Brooke, Brooke Bushkill, uh, formerly Brooks, yeah. Brooke Stratton. She is, she's on another level. Last year, you know, she had some, had some injuries and it was almost a, a, a disguise for her where she could, you know, spend the domestic season just getting fitter, getting faster. And she opened up the season uh, when she went overseas with a new national record. Um, and it was the world lead all the way up into the world championships. She got herself a top five placing in Eugene. Then she went over to the Com Games, got that silver medal, was so close to, to snatching that goal. But 
it's just another level and we've got some great young athletes. You know, Sam Dale was just one step ahead of, of Katie. Um, Alyssa Lowe was just one step behind. So we've got this really good group of athletes all around the 640, and you know, hopefully they can push each other to those you know, longer distances. Yeah, I saw Samantha Dale and I was really surprised. I mean, she's got a jump in the 670s and that puts her at the moment number 23 in the world, which is terrific for a young Aussie. Matty, I saw the New South Wales track and field championships last week. Commentators were raving. There was a young man, I think he might be an under 20, who went over five metres in the pole vault. Yeah, look, it's... it's the thing is, when you've got someone like Curtis Marshall who's just leading the way in this pole vault, it really does inspire the next generation. And we, as much as it's, it's, it's we, we all love the sprints, it's, it's, the, it's the blue ribbon event. The Australians are such good at a technical event. Um, so, you know, we've seen Steve Fulcott, Paul Burgess, Dimitri Markov, all those guys, and now Curtis Marshall, Nina Kennedy. You know, she's got a free pass to the world champs because she won the Diamond League final. So they know that this is the opportunity. If they want to travel the world and just jump over things really high, the way to do it. Hey, Matty, uh, the audience would know that, uh, you know, I love the middle distance races. I've spoken numerous times about my high school record back in the 1980s. Uh, Matty, can you preview the 8 and 1500s for us? Well, the 800 metres should feature another Central Coast boy, Charlie Hunter. He's, uh, he's made his way back from uh, his base over in the west coast of America. When he ran in uh, Melbourne, he he just got off the plane. He literally got off the plane, went to the track, rain. Didn't run great, but I think that's probably a bit of a factor, the jet lag. Um, and the women's 800 of features, Abby Caldwell, who snagged a bronze at Birmingham in that 1,500 metres, and she was the anchor leg for the mixed 4x200 cross-country where they got bronze down in Bassett. So she's a sub-two-minute runner, so I think she could do something pretty special. I think she might be lining up to pace the uh, death hole in the 3K at the end of the night as well. Something that I'm really interested in as well is obviously um, she made, made quite headlines a few years ago now and she's working her way back. That's Michelle Jenicky in the 110 metre hurdles. She was very good at the state championships last week. Yeah, so she's one of our, you know, we've had again, same as the pole vault, with Sally Pearson absolutely tearing it up. You know, it opens up the door to, to the rest of the Australians to say, hey, look, we can mix it up with the world. So Jenica last year did the world championships qualify, world championships was I think fourth or fifth in Birmingham, and every time she's stepped out on the track, she's got another world champ qualifier. She's solidified herself as the second fastest all time, so I think she can go even faster. It's obviously a long way to Sally's national record, 12-2, but uh, for Jenica to get there, uh, the conditions look absolutely fantastic. I think it's going to be 30 degrees with a good tailwind, so you can't ask for much more. Uh, Matty, we spoke briefly about Nicola Oleschlager. She's also got a training partner, Emily Whelan, who's set a PB down in Melbourne, but Give us your thoughts on Nick. I know you said that it's incredible we say that someone could be disappointed with a fifth at the World Championships, but she had numerous injuries in the build-up and then she actually pulled out of the Commonwealth Games. But to start the season in Canberra with a 198 is phenomenal. So this could be a really big 18-month period leading into Paris. Oh, 100%. It's funny to say that like last year in 2022 was the first year she hadn't improved on her best every so every year since she'd started every year was either equal or better than the year before and last year was the first time it didn't happen which is amazing to say you know when she jumped 202 in 2021 it's really hard to go 203 again because you're getting right up there into the all-time heights but I think she's she's really it, it, it might just give her a chance to reset and re-come through so Budapest this year 
Olympics in Paris in 2024, I, I think we've got a good chance. You know, Eleanor Patterson, the reigning world champ, she's just had surgery. I think she broke her toe over an indoor comp. But to have two athletes in the top five in the world leading into another world champ and an Olympics, it's, it's fantastic for high jumps. Yeah, that's right. And there was a young lady who, indoors in Italy, has just cleared 1 metre 90. So she's on her way through. Uh, I think that's like a development meet that's held in Italy. Maddie, uh, I wonder if you can put your finger on it because it wasn't so long ago I feel like our track and field team struggled on the world stage. But the last couple of years, Tokyo onwards and then the Commonwealth Games, this team just keeps on building and we can match it with almost anyone across numerous track and field events. Yeah, it's hard to say. I think it just takes one person and just a tiny bit of belief, I guess, to, to figure out that, that we can mix it up. Um, having a home Commonwealth Games really helps because it opens up the eyes of the, of the local athletes who might be just on the edge of, of making teams. And I think it's a good opportunity to have those events all the time and take big teams because you might get a late developer to come along and they get an opportunity to strut their stuff and they find a new hunger. You know, the institutes are doing such great work and I honestly think Brisbane 2032 is a, is a big, big carrot, not just for the generation now, but for the next one down. Matt, are you, uh, yeah. Gary? Yeah, Matt, moving forward. So the Sydney Track Cap Classic today, where do they go from here? Um, so Brisbane Track Classic on the 25th of March. So you all head up to uh, QE2 Stadium, up in Brisbane, home of the 82 Com Games, and then uh, Nationals will be a week later for that one, so... National champs will go the 30th of March to the 2nd of April. Um, then it sort of gets a bit weird. So the, the domestic season finishes, so some might go overseas to uh, America. There's a few good comps in America in May. Some might go to Japan. Um, there's some really opportunities. And then about June, June, July, they head over to Europe to try and grab some last-ditch efforts before. So the World Para Champs uh, in Paris, they go mid to early July. And then the World Champs in Budapest in mid-August. Hey, Matt, you've done a superb job, mate. Great to have you on the show. Uh, what time are you boarding, my friend? Uh, 9.05 local time, I think. I need to go get myself a coffee to fire up this night. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Keep doing uh, an outstanding job, mate. We're loving you in commentary, and great to have you on the show again. Cheers, fellas. Thanks for having me.